which one of these two books do you think is real? This is a children's book. Mm-hmm. One of them's real, one's made up. Smokey the Bear Gets High in the Mountains, or Children Are No Match for Fire. <laughs> I love that. Um... <laughs> pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey everybody, this is Pick a Science Stupid. I've never introed it that way. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> uh, I have two guests this week. It's Matt Bedell and Sean Rosa. Matt Bedell is the artist that does many of the uh, works for Pick a Science Stupid, probably for the past, what, four months or something yeah, like that? It's You've been, been doing them? Yeah. And Sean Rosa is, well, you guys all know Sean Rosa. He's a regular on the show, very funny stand up comedian. Hello, it is nice to meet all of you. <laughs> so, uh, this week's show is about kids' books, and I thought it would be good to have Matt on because you wrote a kids' book. I did. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I actually just met with my friend slash illustrator, and he is putting the like final revisions on it now, so we're hoping to publish it through Amazon, I believe, the end of this month, probably. Wow. Nice. nice. May. Yeah. Wow. So, what's the book about? So it's called uh, Milo and the Not-So-Scary Day After All. It's about uh, a boy who experiences anxiety for the first time uh, when his mother goes out into uh, like a storm. Mm-hmm. And then his anxiety kind of manifests itself into this monster, um, this anxiety monster. And with the help of his drawing that comes to life, which is like the superhero character, mm-hmm. it teaches him uh, different coping mechanisms to deal with the monster. And they do all these activities together. And each one of those activities they do, like uh, like doing a puzzle or playing with the dog, the monster shrinks and gets uh, easier to manage. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it is about like uh, coping with anxiety. Yes. For for children. Right. Which is it's an interesting day that we live in because when I was a child, children's books were like teaching me to count. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now they're like involved in emotional right uh, stuff, which is cool. That's great. Uh, it's like we've made progress here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and I think it's, I mean, this book, it's, since it's only about maybe 30 pages, it definitely can't uh, say everything I would like to about yeah. anxiety, but it's Sure, you're not like, going <laughs> to. Exactly, yeah. You're not writing, you're yeah, not writing, you're, you're not getting, look, if you buy this book, you're not getting a PhD in right, anxiety. It's right, a right. book. Yeah, it, and it's it, more to open the conversation yeah. with anxiety with, like, kids, you know. Yeah, their parents sure. and stuff. That's yeah. great. So what made you decide to have your friend illustrate it? I mean, you are an artist, but you decided to go ahead and have somebody else do the artwork. I it. did. Um, because his style, I felt, just fit it perfectly. Sure. He's, he loves doing um, cartoons, things like that, comics. Yeah. And um, I've seen his stuff, and I was like, like, that's the first person that came to mind when I thought of who I wanted to do uh, the illustrations. Cool. Well, uh, we're all gonna get a copy of it when it comes out. Yeah, I'll have to you know what? Maybe I'll get them and like just tape them to the seats at Maggie's Lounge <laughs> and be like, everybody look at your awesome. seats. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling Oprah. Yeah, and then they'll all be like, we don't have kids. <laughs> That's why we're able to go. That's out. why we're here. <laughs> um, but okay, so in a little bit, I'm going to we're gonna play a little game where I'm gonna read you the names of some uh, kids books. Okay. 
and I'll read you two names. One of them is a real children's book, and one of them I made up, and I will ask you to figure out which one is real. Okay. Um, so we'll do that in a little bit. Sounds but fun. But for now, let's talk about um, what kind of books each of us liked as a child. Like, what was your favorite kid's book when you were young? So my favorite kid's book is probably, it was called Tiki Tiki Tembo. Oh, okay. I thought you were mm. going to say Ricky Tiki Tavi. No, no. <laughs> What's the mongoose one? No, Ricky Tiki yeah. That sounds weirdly familiar, too. But yeah, um, yeah Tiki Tiki Tembo. And to be honest, at this point, I just remember, like, I don't really know the exact plot. I know, like, somebody falls in a well, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But it's just this kid that has, like, a really long name. And it was my favorite just because it was, like, a challenge to remember the name. Okay. And then I would just say it at random times because I was a kid. And, that and was did fun. you have to know the name in order to get a child back or something? Your firstborn? I think was it was just a something. I, it was something. <laughs> I don't know what it was about. Like, I forget. It was something about... Um, the reason why apparently I'm pretty sure Chinese names um, like it's like a myth behind why they're so short or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I did not. I don't know anything about Chinese culture. Yeah, me either. Yeah. No. I read uh, the Five Chinese Brothers in preparation for this show, the oh. kids' book show, which I did not read as a child. But Ken Green, who's a friend of the show, had brought it up. Have you read the Five Chinese Brothers? No, I don't no. Think either so. of you. Okay. So he told me about it, and he's like, it's kind of racist and involves several murder attempts. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to read this children's book. And uh, the first page of it says, like, there were, there were once five Chinese brothers who all looked exactly alike. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, oh, rough boy. start. We're all, yeah. Not a good start. No. No. Um, but then the story is basically that this guy, uh, he might have accidentally murdered a child. And uh, accidentally, I mean, it's not his fault. The okay. child wasn't listening to directions. Uh, you know. the, the kid was asking. Oh, for it's like it. like a Willy Wonka type of thing where the it guys where the of, guys like, uh, no, stop, don't. But this is a very common theme in children's books from like older for, children's yeah, books. Yeah, for is, most of history. Yeah, is if you don't listen to your parents You're or yeah. elderly pe- people that are older than you, there's dire there, consequences. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was almost until. So, like I said, I feel like we've reached a new age with things like anxiety that we're covering in children's books. Probably until, like, the 80s, they didn't even cover math. No. It was just, like, it's listen just, to your parents yeah. or die. Or die. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, in the 80s, they were like, hey, maybe you should learn letters and colors and math. Yeah. Uh, this is also important. You might need to learn this. And yeah. now we're getting to, like, emotional stuff, which is yeah. nice. It's no longer, hey, go back to your job in the factory, uh, (laughs) 10-year-old kid. Right, yeah. Um, If you don't, yeah, books used to just be like, listen to your foreman or die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the whole point of the book is that this guy, uh, when he would go fishing, the way that he would fish is that he would suck the entire ocean into his mouth and then just pick up the fish that he wants. And some kid went fishing with him and he told him to come back and the kid didn't and he had to let the ocean back out and the kid drowned. And so, wow, yeah. And so the townspeople what? like sentenced him to death because they were like, "This kid went missing. You were the last one seen with him. You got to die." This is a children's book. Uh, yeah, I'm like, Man. Um, <laughs> it's very interesting that I don't really These see are like very mature children, right? Yeah. yeah, like what's the I'm trying to think like what's the lesson? Well, so don't... I don't know what the lesson is. What happens? What ends up happening is that the reason the five brothers all have to look exactly alike is because each of them has like this sort of special, almost superpower, right? Like one can. One has, like, an iron neck 
like no blade can cut it yeah. one like can't doesn't need to breathe oxygen oh uh, one can stretch out his limbs so they try to drown like he's like oh i gotta go say goodbye my mom and the judge is like yeah that's fair and he sends back his brother with the iron neck so they uh. try to cut off his head they can't do it and they're like well we'll get you tomorrow <laughs> and he's like what? okay i gotta go say bye to my mom <laughs> So what? he goes, wow. sends what? back his what other kinda... brother. They try to drown him, but he's got the stretchy limbs, so he just stands in the ocean. And they're like, ah, we'll get you tomorrow. <laughs> and so they go back home, say goodbye to his mother, send back another brother, and he doesn't need to breathe. So although they try to suffocate him, you know, he lives. And it just goes on through all five. I can't remember what every one of them are. <laughs> but by the end, they just go like, well, clearly, like, you're meant to live, yeah. so we'll let you live. I, yeah, I mean, you're a god, apparently. Wow, this so. is a very lax criminal justice system. Is it? I feel like after the third thing, I'd be like, well, this guy, yeah. <laughs> we should know. stop messing with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. let's gonna make let him angry. someone grab their gun. At some point, it's yeah. going to make him angry. So, uh, so this is a book that I read uh, in my preparation for the show as well, Pinocchio, which is, ah. this is in a bridged version, so obviously it's shorter, but... It is very much just like listen to your dad or yeah. and don't lie. Your don't. fake dad. You know, lying comes up in this book so much less than you would think. Yeah. I thought that was the whole thing. Pinocchio. Yeah. It's I mean, I think the real book is like twice as long as this, but the whole lying thing is less than a page in this book. Huh. Yeah, that's a big big I know point. That. In, in the... this he spends four months in jail. Oh wow. In that <laughs> yeah. book? Yeah, in this book. <laughs> You can't see it, but it's a small book. <laughs> yeah, but it's just all like him not listening and then getting in a bad situation because of it. And there's just one page where he lies and they're like, don't lie because your nose will grow. And then he never, he doesn't lie again. I would love to read the book where it's just his time in jail and they talk about what happened. <laughs> like it's yeah, like Oz, but with Pinocchio. Prison. It's crazy that he, he didn't learn until after he got out of prison that his nose grew. So that means the whole time he was in prison, he never told a lie. Oh. Wow. Okay. What's, that's it's impressive convenient. for four months. It's weird, right? It is. Yeah. You'd think that'd be the one time that you'd lie a lot is in prison. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Just I'm not stay afraid alive. of you. Yeah, just yeah, that's right there. That's just <laughs> your like, nose yeah. grows. Sean Rosa, what was your favorite child book? Well, I go into a little bit of detail about this in uh, the the in the show later. Yeah, you're gonna people will hear you do a little bit of stand up that oh. involves children's books later on. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the Ugly Duckling. That okay. was a that was a big big children's book for me sure uh, i mean i don't want to spoil the joke later on so we don't need to go yeah. into too much detail but other than that i really loved like dr seuss yeah and, like goosebumps and all of that stuff i also really liked uh animorphs oh god yeah they were uh did you read the animals i read animorphs yeah okay. they are they're weird they're uh they're yeah they're not not great like they're they're kind of not great. really stupid. What was but, the point of the animorphs? Uh, the I mean, yeah, like there's there's no subtext to them. They're just like, hey, kids can turn into animals. Like it, it's really one was a starfish. Which one was blew a starfish that someone would find one, it to be. One necessary. became a hawk, and that's pretty sweet. That, that's sweet. that is pretty sweet. That's cool. But he stayed a hawk for too long. And couldn't turn back oh, so to being a, a person. So now he's, so not he, now he's just a hawk he's forever. A hawk. I don't see the problem with this. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. 
I mean, I'd, I'd like to be a part-time hawk. <laughs> you know. Yeah, if I could do it on command, that'd be cool. But I don't think I'd want to be a hawk forever. Like you know, I don't, I don't like eating rats. Sounds okay every here and there, but <laughs> not can't be your whole diet. All right, let's do these questions. Let's get into these um, book titles, and one of these is a real children's book, and one of them I made up, and I want you to guess which one is real. Okay, Matt. So. Yep. The first one is, between these two, which one do you think is real? The Big Crocodile That Slept All Day or Little Monkey's Big Peeing Circus. Okay. I know which one shouldn't be real. (laughs) Um, Wow. It's like one sounds so unbelievable, but maybe that's why it's the right choice. (laughs) I mean. It's like, I can't tell if you're like playing mind games with me right now. Crocodile um, sleeping all day is nuts. That sounds nor like I'm gonna say the crocodile one is fake. That is fake. You're okay. correct. And the monkey peeing circus is real. Yes, what? little monkey's big peeing circus is real. It's a real show. <laughs> yeah. Did you like look up what it's about? I can't just go on to the next card after that. <laughs> like, nope, we don't know what it's. We don't about. know what it's about. Okay. Um. Actually, it, it is. Google. It is. I read about it very briefly, which Fair. was that... That's all you need to do, read the this, back of the book. It was basically like this This monkey was very good at peeing, and it ended up being in the circus. And uh, it was... They were like, it's actually like a pretty good like gender equality book, because the girl monkeys can pee too. Wow. Real good. Is that how they're trying to spin it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. That's all how right. they're trying to spin it. Okay. So here's the second one. Which one of these... Two books do you think is a real children's book? Nana Banana and the Unfriendliest Cat? Or Who Cares About the Elderly? (laughs) (laughs) Nana Banana. That's fun. Um, I'm curious if the Who Cares About the Elderly is like a book about how you should care about the elderly and maybe they help old people in it. I'm going to say the elderly one. Oh, wow. I don't know, because now the last one. I'm going to say the Nana Banana one is real. The Nana Banana one is fake. fake. It is? Yep. Fake. Nana Banana is what I used to call my grandma when I was a little kid. That's great. And so I worked it in. It sounded very real. What about the unfriendliest cat? Where did that come from? I just thought it sounded like it could fit into a... Yeah. Oh, it sounded real, clearly. I've I've been had. I just tried to, like, work with, like, rhythm on it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Who cares about the elderly? Yeah, that's also that, weird. But you are right. I think that's the point of the book. Is right. That, like, it's like, I who cares? Care yeah. I yeah. care right. about the elderly. The firefighters care about the elderly. Right. Nurses care about yes. the elderly. And you should, too. And you should, too. And <laughs> I don't know that that's what's staff. written in the book, but we, we might have just plagiarized we might, I it. Think, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. One more. Well, we have a few more, but here's another one. Uh, which of these is real? This is from um, the Winnie the Pooh series. Uh, both of these books would be having to do with that, let's say. Okay? Okay. So, Gardening with Rabbit. Okay. Or Cooking with Pooh. <laughs> I'm going to say... Um, oh, man. Cooking with Pooh. 
is a real one. It is. It, it is. is a real one. Right now, you are two out of three. Yep. Hmm. So which of these is real? Banana banana got me. The beast in the bathtub or the shark in the shower? Oh. <gasps> Both of those could be a thing. And Sean, you don't know this one yet. I don't think I, I know this say one. This one no. on the show. They're not even like. So feel both free to put your input in both there Both aren't well. crazy. They're both similar enough. They're both alliterative. I'm going to say shark in the shower is real. Okay, Matt. Oh, wow. Um, I'm leaning to... Yeah, I'm going to say shark. Okay, the beast in the bathtub is real. God! Oh, wow. Ugh. What? What, what is the, the beast? I don't know. I think it was like a... Uh, Bigfoot? No, I think it was like a um, imaginary friend or something. Ah, okay. I didn't come read, to think of it, I didn't read up on that one. I don't even know how that would work. Like shark in the shower? I don't <laughs> yeah, there's no water. Come being to think of it, yeah, yeah, no, it's just <laughs> sharks. Just Maybe dying. it's a story about a shark taking a shower. I, I uh, yeah, but like and just like really struggling to breathe while. It's, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like that'd just be like a drawing. That wouldn't be a book. Yeah, hey, can know. you plug the hole? I need some help up here. Yeah, <laughs> just struggling. Here's another one. Which one of these is real, Matt? Sean, you already know the answer, so. Okay. Matt, which one of these is real? Uh, and this has to do with sexual education. So. Oh, boy. How mm. mommies and daddies make a new baby? Or where Willie went, the big story of a little <laughs> sperm. I know which one I want to be real. <laughs> um, um, oh, man. All right, well, if the second one isn't made, we should really make it. Um, I like how they clarify a new baby. How they make a new baby. Um, I'm going oh to... It's got that new baby smell. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Um, Trade in your old baby for a new baby. I, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's weird. Um, we'll pay cash for old baby. Um... 15% a- APR financing oh, on new babies. I'm going to say the sperm one's real. That's correct. Where Willie yeah. went, the big story of a little sperm is real. Wow. Yep. Damn, we can't make it now. Okay. And last one here. Which one of these two books do you think is real? This is a children's book. Mm-hmm. One of them's real, one's made up. Smokey the Bear Gets High in the Mountains. Or, children are no match for fire. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> they're no match for fire. I'm going to say the fire one is real. Yes. Wow. Children are no match for fire is the real one. So Don't even let's try see it. how you did here. One, two. You got four right and two wrong. Right. I come to think of it, it's just like I'm thinking of the shark in the shower still. I'm just like, why did I think that would make it, sense? Because children's books titles don't need to make sense. True. At all. No. But I'm just wondering like what I don't know. It's just I guess it could be like an imaginary who, also, who story. Wants to make a kid's book that's like the beast in, in the, the bathroom. Right. Well, that's true too. That was actually a thing I had to consider with my book was um, how I wanted the anxiety monster to look. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want it to be like terrifying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like I didn't want it to be like this cuddly, cute thing either. So yeah. I had to find like a 
Happy nice medium. Yeah. Do you have you have some of the artwork up now somewhere or? Yeah, I have. Okay. Um, like I just post it um, periodically, just like little like snippets here and there, just to show people yeah. what it's like. And is it on your Instagram? Like. Um, uh, yeah, I think some of it's definitely on my Instagram. Um, and like, yeah, I think Instagram and like Facebook and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So Matt is on Instagram. His handle is at Bedell was already taken. Yep. So you can see some of the artwork from the children's book that he wrote. That's mm-hmm. going to be coming out pretty soon. And you can also see a lot of his artwork that he's done for pick a side, stupid, um, right on our site and then a bunch of other stuff that you've done just for fun or yeah i did uh i started picking up more when it uh october i did inktober yeah and um each thing uh, there was a prompt for each day that you yeah. had to draw a picture using that prompt that's when i realized that you're right. an artist yeah because mm-hmm. i started seeing the drawings and i was like oh all right i know i know this guy yeah yeah <laughs> that's when i picked up a lot and then um i did the, i think i did like I definitely didn't do all of it, but I think I did maybe like 20 plus yeah. throughout the month, I think. I really like the one that you did. I think it was during Inktober where it was the uh, – I think there was like a man and a woman maybe like kissing or something, and the woman's hair was fire. On fire. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yep. That was really cool. Thank you. Um, so check out Matt Bedell. At Bedell was already taken on Instagram, and you can see Sean Rosa at – Maggie's Lounge on Monday, at Maggie's Lounge on most Fridays, at Poorhouse <laughs> on a lot of Wednesdays. But where are you going to be that we should tell people about, Sean? Like, you have anything else coming up? Um, I'm doing something. I'm doing a couple pretty cool things. Um, on May 11th, I will be guest hosting the Mendoza Line, okay, uh, which is a really fun uh, show on Comav in Boston at the Dugout Cafe by BU. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best uh, stand-up shows in Boston, and I'm really super excited to uh, get to get to host it. And for any listeners in Vermont, uh, on June 3rd, I will be headlining. Uh, a show called Comedy in Crepes. Uh, it's a really fun show on Mondays. Uh, at the That's in Burlington. Ca- Burlington yeah. at the Skinny Pancake. Uh, should be a good time. Great. That yeah. all sounds good. Yeah, so go see Sean at the Mendoza Line on May 11th. Yes. And at the Skinny Pancake in Burlington, Vermont on June 3rd. 3rd. Thanks for being my guest this week. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was really fun. And Sean Rosa, thanks for coming back again. Of course, always. All right, on to the live show. These are recorded every Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, 609 Washington Street. They've got delicious pizza. They've got a great beer selection, and the show is always a lot of fun. So come down 7 p.m. Friday night. There's also a Monday stand-up comedy show at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. If you, that's more your speed, then come down Monday night at 8 p.m. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. We have a special guest. A gentleman that came here tonight specifically to talk about children's books. You guys might already know him. Everybody... Please put your hands together for Sean Rosa. (laughs) 
Hello. Thank you for allowing me to come up here and talk about children's books. I'm glad that uh, Sean did that. Uh, it was it was really insensitive of him to ask me to talk about children's books, considering he knows that I can't read. <laughs> Let's talk about a children's book that's really important to me. Um, I grew up uh, with cripplingly low self-esteem, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Um, I grew up with cripplingly low self-esteem. I got bullied a lot as a kid, and I was very, very depressed. Still I am, but I was then as well. Um, and my parents knew this, and they got for me a really special gift. It was a book, a children's book titled The Ugly Duckling. <laughs> and if you need to, it's very, it's very straightforward in its title, but Here's the gist. There's a duck, doesn't look like the other ducks, and all the other ducks uh, kick the shit out of it just because it doesn't look like them. They abuse it physically, verbally, emotionally, as, as much as they're allowed to in a children's book. And this duck is all down and like, uh, uh, what am I gonna do? I can't, we can't live like this. But then magically, one day, the duck becomes a beautiful swan. And then all those other ducks are just like, fuck, we should, uh, we should, we're the assholes here. We, we suck. We're the, we're the terrible ones here. And I, I, I looked at that and I was like, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's, that, that's what's gonna, yeah, that's gonna happen to me. Now as an adult, I look back like, what a horrible thing to teach a child, especially one with cripplingly low self-esteem. Just like, hey, you ain't shit now. But someday, if you wish upon a star, and you, you know, you, you really, you know, car play your cards right, all these other kids, they're gonna, they're gonna wanna fuck you. They're gonna wanna fuck you with their corkscrew-shaped duck penises. And like, that's fine for a children's book that resolves itself in like, what, 10 pages? I'm a 28-year-old man. I'm gonna be 29 in a week. What, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, am I supposed to like, like I haven't seen some of the kids that bullied me in like 15 years. Am I supposed to just track them down like, hey, remember me? You see these cheekbones, bastard? <laughs> yeah, I manifested them through my hatred of you and through the knowledge that I would one day stand before you and watch as you call me beautiful, so say it. <laughs> They're just like, sir, I guess I'm happy for you, but the police are on their way. You need to leave Best Buy. <laughs> Not until you tell me you want to fuck me with your corkscrew-shaped duck penis. Get this man out of here. How does he know about my duck penis? <laughs> and that is the story of how I am going to get banned from the Westgate Mall Best Buy in Brockton, Massachusetts. Um, and yes, 
I am writing a children's book about it. Um, thanks, let's give it back to Sean Carter. Hey, that's Sean Rosa, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Next up, everybody please welcome Ted Pettingell and Jer Palapple. Okay, Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Jerry, you can pick anything but rhyming. Let's go where the wild cards are. Wild card. Okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, which book takes a creepier turn? I Love You Forever, which involves a mother breaking into her adult son's house and cradling him while he's sleeping, or Goodnight Moon, which closes on the ominous line, Goodnight Noises Everywhere. So I'm picking the more ominous. Yeah, like which one is takes the creepier turn? Oh, okay. I think Goodnight Moon takes the creepier turn, because who hasn't wanted their mother to break into their house and cradle them at night? <laughs> I think that's a universal wa want. Uh, you only have so much time with your mother, so why not do it? And she only has so much time to cradle you, so why doesn't she just break into wherever you live? And, uh, I mean, even if you live on, like, multiple floors up, I mean, I think it's actually romantic. It's, it's beautiful that she would go through that, that kind of... <laughs> that she would go through that kind of effort. Honestly, my mom doesn't know where I live. Uh... <laughs> But if I like got home tonight and she was like there with my cat and was like, "Hey, do you need a hug?" I'd be like, "Yeah, mom, always." <laughs> like, I don't disagree with anything that he said. But the only reason it is it is enjoyable as an adult man, to have your mother break into your house and cradle you is because it's so creepy. Uh, like, like, it's very, very erotic. Uh, <laughs> in the creepiest sort of way, which is good. Like, if you're, in, like, don't kink shame people. Uh, but there's no, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, that's perfectly normal and healthy. It's weird, but it's a good weird, right? Am I right? Everybody wants a hug from their mommy. Uh, and... What was the other option? Good night, Moon. Good night, noise is everywhere. That, and he thinks that's the more creepy thing? Yes. No, just everybody. Like, that's just a good night's sleep. Uh, <laughs> you know what's the best way to get a good night's sleep? Being cradled by your mom <laughs> as she whispers sweet nothings into your ear. Time. Yeah, the noises are creepier. Have you heard noises? <laughs> They're all creepy. They're all terrible, all of them. Just close your eyes right now. Listen to my voice. It's not good. <laughs> you close your eyes, you hear some voices and some noises and some thing that rhymes with those things. <laughs> it's not good. It keeps you up at night. And that's why they invented those white noise machines. Science, bitch. <laughs> Again, I don't disagree with anything he said. <laughs> Very creepy voice. Uh, 
the kind of voice that makes me want to be held by my mother. Because uh, that's the only thing creepier than Jir's voice, is the idea of my mom cradling me like a baby. Think about it. Think You, you play the mind game now. Put the movie in your fucking brain. Uh, <laughs> my mom cradling me. Time. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is a tough call here, but I think I have to hand the win to Ted Pettingal. One second. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, I got the get out of jail free card. Oh. Oh. Wow. I, be, I thought this was going to show up like months ago. <laughs> but here we are. So Jir Palapal wins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. That took a turn as well. Okay. Jir Palapal. Here we go. Um... Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Katie Dungar. Bill, do you want to go first or second? Second? Okay. Katie, you can pick from pretend or animals. Uh, I don't think I really want to know what's going on in your head these days, Sean, so let's go with animals. Good choice. Thank you. Sean, would you rather animals? <laughs> no, Bill. <laughs> Don't try to butter up the judge. Katie, your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, which Charlotte's Web compliments would you rather be given? Radiant or some pig? I don't know. I got to think about this one. Charlotte was a very wise spider. But just for the sake of novelty, I'm going to go with some pig. No one's ever called me that yet. And at this point in my life, I feel like I've moved past the, part, the point where people are just going to be com complimenting me, even if it is on spider's webs. So if some guy on the street just stopped me like, hey, some pig, I'd be like, all right, this is not the sort of cat call I'm used to, and for that, you know what, I'll let it slide. <laughs> Some asshole walks up to me on the street and says, my God, you're radiant. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to end up in a box within five minutes. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, Bill. <laughs> or maybe do get ideas. Just take the mic. Calm down. We're not, we're all our regular nerds. Is it Avengers weekend? They couldn't make it to, all right. You guys know the Avengers, it's a movie. Uh, I gotta be honest, I'm going to Mexico on Tuesday. I don't give a fuck about any of this. I haven't listened to any of the questions. I'm just, I kind of showed up out of a sense of duty. I don't need to be here, this is silly. Uh, never read a children's book. My mother told me when I was a little kid, you bring a library book in this house, you're fucking gone. We don't owe anybody anything for our, any, whatever. I don't know. I kind of tuned her out after that. But uh, I watched a lot of, if we were going to talk about kids' TV, yeah, I'd talk about that because I grew up with it. You guys grew up, didn't you? Oh, 
Fuck, Mexico, it's like fucking 72 hours. What are we doing? <laughs> Gonna eat so many churros, I'm excited. You know, you, you know it's all inclusive, so, uh, so are the churros. Time. Bill, I want you to know a couple things. First of all, no, I did not know Avengers was a movie. Thank you for spoiling that for me. <laughs> Jerk. Um, also, you are not some pig. You are not radiant. But you are going to Mexico, and for that I am jealous of you. But mostly because of the churros. And I think it took you less than five seconds to get off topic this time, which is really impressive. Time. Oh, I'm sorry, you done, uh, are you done lecturing me about, about all the things that I do wrong in the fucking world? Back off, back the fuck off. I'll eat as many fucking churros as many, put them in my fucking omelet, you don't tell me. This is all inclusive, you have to listen to me. And that's how I'm gonna talk to my wife. That's not even the people that fucking, that's not even the people that work there. Fuck this, fuck this and Time. fuck all of you. Apologies. All right, I gotta hand the wind to Bill McMorrow. I didn't even argue the point. We're gonna keep this show going for 73 hours so Bill misses his flight. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome John Farrell and Kylie Alexander. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, which haunted Goosebumps object would you rather come in contact with? The haunted ventriloquist dummy from Night of the Living Dummy? or the haunted camera from Say Cheese and Die? <laughs> I remember both of those, okay. I would rather come in contact with the camera because the haunted ventriloquist dummy could not be more derivative. There's like 50 fucking haunted ventriloquist dummy stories starting with the Twilight Zone in like, I don't know, the 30s. So I would be bored. Even if he was killing me, I'd be like, I've seen this so many times. <laughs> I'd be like, this is the 12th instance of this killing that I have witnessed. But the camera would be interesting. Um, might be like a little bit of a like pretentious murder, but that's cool. Thank you very much. I gotta go with the dummy. I mean, who doesn't love the old classics? Sure, it's been done, but we could do it again if we really wanted to. <laughs> I mean, for I mean, also be killed by something that has an insulting accent of someone in the twenties. I think would be fun, you know. It's also like it, it's terrifying. That thing comes out of the box and just is going at you right away. It's the camera is it's out there. It's in the open. But when that dummy comes out of that box, it means business. And it's just talking right away. No one's there to stop him. He's just going and going and going. Just like I am right now. And, um, yeah, but I would rather much the dummy. I mean, it, its eyes are creepy as hell, you know. It's going around the whole thing. It, it's, you got to go with the dummy on that one. Um, I mean, why not? 
you could die from a camera or something that would have strings, you know? Damn. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't sarcastic, but, um, I mean, you guys, I'm so, no offense to either man on this stage, but, like, the white man anthem is like, I know it's been done, but let's do it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy Avengers, by the way, the 1500th fucking Avengers movie done by white men. Okay. I, it might not be. I don't care about that. Time. Wait, let's do it again, huh? I mean, it, it worked. <laughs> right on. I mean, it's making money. The Avengers are making money. Why not the dummies? They keep pumping in the money, and that's what the people want. They want dummies. Let's get those ticket sales going, baby. We cannot help. I mean, how many pictures are there in the world? A ton. But there needs to be more dummies walking around slaying people. <laughs> this is what I believe. I think we could all gain something by it. And then the population problem, I mean, both will be helped by all of them if we're being serious about it. Yeah. It's a dummy. All right, I got to hand the win here to Kylie Alexander. So that's round one. So, um, hey, at this time, we're going to do the no contest segment of the show where I read questions that didn't quite make it on, and I ask them of our special guest, Sean Rosa. So, Sean Rosa, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So these didn't quite make it on, but if you can, uh, if you can let me know what <coughs> you think of them. Okay. Okay. Um, Ken Green wants to know, are Choose Your Own Adventure books to blame for attention deficit disorder? No, because, uh, you know, you, if you choose your own adventure, you, it's all about imagination. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> attention deficit is about imagination. Choose Your Own Adventure books, it, it's very rigid. There's only, like, so many certain directions you can go. So it's just like, just go look out a window. I don't know, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Your next question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, does Harry Potter fuck? No. Okay. Never has, never will. <laughs> okay, this question is from May Keith, related. She wants to know if Sean Rose, if you are yeah. Harry Potter, which characters are Sean and Bill? I'm not, I have, I really, I have not read or watched any of, like, the Harry Potter books or movies, so. <laughs> fucking the wizard. <laughs> okay. This next question is from Laura Clark. She asks, hey. why isn't anyone asking, how's Waldo? Because they no. can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, that's Sean Rosa. Hey. Next up, everybody, please welcome Matt MacArthur and Laura Clark. Your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, 
Worst part of owning Clifford the Big Red Dog, his massive doggy do or his big red rocket? Okay, um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the red rocket is worse um, because there's just no ignoring it. Um, if you've got a huge dog, like you're already, you all Clifford's people already had a plan in place for picking up his shit when they thought he was just gonna be a regular dog, which like someone lied to them when they bought that dog. <laughs> and they were like, oh yeah, he's gonna be a regular sized puppy and then he's the size of a house. Um, so like whatever they have figured out to do with his poop, like they figured it out. Ma they dig a hole, they fill it with cedar chips, it's good for the environment, like something, but like, the red rocket, like, that is, like, coming through the window, and it's situationally based. So, like, you find out, like, he, like who gets Clifford sexually excited. Time. And that's <laughs> uh, I have to respectfully disagree. Um, they haven't figured out what to do with the shit. You know what I mean? You can't just put it in a hole, like, oh, I'll dig a Honda Civic-sized hole three times a day. <laughs> you can't, I don't, have, I, don't, I don't own property, but what I do have is when I have a dog and you walk in, it shits. Somebody sees and tells you to pick the fucking thing up, so you better figure that out. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you can get away with interacting with the shit. I don't ever have to interact with his cock. I've never had a male dog where I was like, I'm, oh, I gotta touch his dick again. <laughs> oh, God. How many times this week do I have to touch? And plus, it's like a male dog. Like, I don't even want to get him neutered. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I had a pit bull who still had his balls, and then when the red rocket comes out, I'd be like, look at this fucking thing. Is everyone seeing this? Are you kidding me? The dog's more of a man than I am. Yeah, that's, that's it. You don't have to touch the cock of a regular-sized dog. Clifford's rocket is slapping you in the face when you go <laughs> to pick up his massive dumps, which, again, you've probably figured out how to sell for fertilizer. There's ways around it. Shit is valuable in many ways. It fertilizes, then you grow crops that allow you to feed your big red dog. Dogs eat their own shit anyway. Maybe that's part of how they get rid of it. Some of it is food for the dog. Some of it is food for the plants that the dog eats. Clifford eats shit. Time. <laughs> um, dog, for dog shit doesn't work as fertilizer. That actually is something that's true. It's, 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 you ever have a dog shit that you didn't pick up in the grass, and then the grass just has like a six-inch dead patch around it? And this would be like a 14-foot dead patch on somebody <laughs> else's lawn. I'd be like, sorry, you know? I didn't have a big enough bag that I could fit a truck in. Um, <laughs> And you know what I mean. Um, I'm pretty spry. You know, I'm getting older, but I think I can dodge a huge dog dick if I have to, because I'm pretty, my head's always Time. on Time. <laughs> All right, I got to hand the win to Matt MacArthur. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Rick Harkness and Kylie Alexander. Okay, Rick, would you like to go first or second? Second. So, Kylie, you can pick from rhyming or pretend. Uh, I'll do rhyming, okay. please. All right, your question is from Luna Esty. She asks, is The Giving Tree a sweet and lovable classic, or does it idolize unhealthy martyrdom in relationships? 
I've never read that. What's do you know, what's the premise? Of oh boy. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> the uh, the tree. Uh, is this pretend? Yeah. No, this is a real <laughs> story. Are you? No, I've heard of it. I just I watched television, like someone else said. I didn't. Yeah. So like the kid like uses the tree in all kinds of way, and eventually the tree dies because it gave everything to this child. Oh, that's. Spoiler. Sorry, everybody. Oh, okay. No, I think that's healthy and good. Um, I think that is how you should interact with people throughout this life. I'm all for gold digging. Get everything you can out of them until they die. The, the lending tree, the, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the giving tree. <laughs> the lending tree is like a bank, I think. Um, <laughs> the giving tree, as I understand it, is about gold digging, and I'm all for it. Um, I'm glad they teach little girls that. I think that's really cool. Um, I was watching, um, you know, Butt Ugly Martians at the time. I wasn't reading books. Who remembers Butt Ugly Martians? Thank you. I would love to like trash her, but I'm equally as confused. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was ignoring Bible stories at Bible school and reading Harry Potter and Animorphs. So yeah, I don't know what the fuck the story. What's the options again? Like? The Giving Tree is not from the Bible, guys. <laughs> I don't. It sounds like it's from the Old Testament. I'm sorry. It feels like if you say that I don't sacrifice a goat and then pray three times, I'm going to hell. So God. it sounds very reminiscent of Bible school, and I feel like I'm going to get a beating. So what's the other option? What did she choose? <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I said it was a good, I said it was a healthy story. Yeah, right? so you're saying it's unhealthy to have, to, it's like unhealthy martyrdom in a relationship. Yeah, any martyr has always been like a douche or that. Like, come on, man. Like, no, nah, like you just love everyone and all of a sudden you get killed. That's a contradiction. <laughs> no, real shit. You preach love and you like everybody and everyone's cool with you. All of a sudden you getting killed? Nah, my nigga, you probably an asshole and you get drunk too much. And then after a few stories, it's like, nah, my nigga, let me tell you what you're wrong in. Those shoes suck with that robe. And it's just like, nah, I just, it's just, a, it's a contradiction. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. Buddha was fine. He didn't get shot or killed or hung. Well, they didn't have shit like Time. that. Time. Like <laughs> um, okay. I don't hate Jesus, Rick. <laughs> I don't think Jesus and Buddha are huge pussies like Rick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Does it say Buddha's a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the giving the lending tree is a lovely story, and I'm really sorry that I called Buddha a pussy in the conversation Time. about <laughs> This is why martyrdom is fake. You see what I'm saying? She went the whole, the lending tree is nice, it's good, it's a great thing, and then she did a whole 30 seconds of attacking me and being a rude asshole, a.k.a. a martyr. That's what the fuck they did. In the daytime, walking down the streets, Bless, bless, bless. At night, nah, fuck you, nigga. You're not that good. You suck. My nigga, nah. Like, that's what it is. She just did it. <laughs> All right, I got to hand the wind to Rick Harkness. <laughs> hey, next up, everybody, please welcome Rick Harkness and Matt MacArthur.
All right, so whoever wins this will be up against Jer Palapal in the finals. Rick, your question is from May Keith. She asks, which scary stories to tell in the dark fucked you up more? The one where the kid finds a toe in his yard, eats it, and then a dead guy shows up looking for his missing toe? Or the one where a thousand spiders erupt out of a girl's face? It's obviously the toe missing, and it's just first to fuck off. Um, my nigga, how'd you lose your toe in my yard? How'd you get past the fence, first off? And second, it's just creepy that I would choose to eat a toe. That means, number one, I don't have Hot Pockets in the house. I don't have a fridge. <laughs> Netflix ain't popping, and my bong is empty. So four things have to happen for me to go outside and skip the acorns, skip the roots, skip the grass, and eat a toe. A toe, my nigga? A toe. Really? I don't even eat my nails no more. I don't eat toenails or none of that shit. I don't even, but I'm gonna eat a toe? Nah, it's four things that went horribly wrong, plus somebody didn't text me back. It's usually a lady, but yeah, I gotta be in a very scary, bad spot for that shit, so yeah. And tequila's probably involved. So yeah, it's a toe, and it's weird. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, yeah, no, keep it going for Rick. He's got a better life than everybody. Oh, there's food in my refrigerator. Oh, my bong isn't empty. Oh, shit, I've never seen a body part and thought, well, when is the next time I'm going to eat? When is it? Um... Not because I'm destitute, because I'm so lazy. I'm like, I, like once in a while at, at 2 a.m., literally, I go on Uber Eats, and even McDonald's isn't available. And I'm like, what am I supposed to John. do right now? Hey, a lot of good points here, but i got to hand the win to Matt MacArthur. <laughs> so, uh, in the finals tonight... It will be Matt MacArthur and Jer Palapple. Okay, so um, Matt, you can pick whether you go first or second. I'll go second, Sean. All right, so Jer, I'll say you can pick anything except for scary because we ran, we ran out of those. Okay, uh, let's do rhyming. Your question is from Theo Constantino. He asks, greater allegory for climate change, the Lorax or... Temperature by Sean Paul. I don't know that Sean Paul song, but I'm going to choose it anyway. Because uh, the Lorax, fucking, his trees were purple. I ain't seen any purple trees. What am I supposed to learn from that? With his, his colors and his beard and his orange. It's gross. No one likes the Lorax. That's why there aren't any forests in the Dr. Seuss things. Meanwhile, there are probably radios playing Sean Paul's temperature <laughs> in the cat in the hat in the background if you squint. Uh, it's probably the lyrics with thing, thing one and thing two are saying. And that's the environment being ruined is probably why the fox is wearing socks. Uh, done. Uh. I think Sean Paul's temperature is a terrible allegory for global warming because I believe in global warming, personally. Might be an unpopular opinion in this room. But temperature makes me, like, I want it to be that way. I'm like, it's getting hotter? Fuck yeah, Sean Paul. Let's jack this shit up. What do I have to do for things to get the way you're describing? Pollute more? You know, continue to hold back the electric car? 
great. Let's go. Because whatever world you're fucking living in with your weird, like, nasal congestion constantly. Does anyone else sound like that he sounds like he's had a cold for 20 years? Um, that's what I want. The Lorax is actually teaching a better lesson, you know what I mean? And just because the trees are purple, that's okay. I don't discriminate trees based on their color. Come on. Have you ever seen a nice, uh, what do you call them, a succulent? Some of them are purple. And uh, I'll tell you, they take a lot of water. This is uh, fucking weird as hell. <laughs> We're talking about succulents. Um, I could never keep a plant alive. But, uh, yeah, Sean Paul. Uh, yeah, I love him, and that's why I'm going to have to say he doesn't teach good Time. lessons. You know why the Lorax is not a good allegory for global warming? Because we've had that book for like 30 years, and on this stage tonight we have a guy in a hoodie and a guy in a t-shirt. Our weather's fucked up, people, and the Lorax did nothing to help us. Let's give Sean Paul at least that much time. It's true, but Sean Paul put out a uh, shake that thing, but in like 2000. We've given him a solid 19 years, and what has he done? Uh, not a lot in the last couple of years. It's actually his last one I did like. But um, I can't remember the name of it, but I remember being like, oh, I haven't heard you in a while, and I actually like this. But uh, he still hasn't solved the problem for me. He lives in Jamaica. He's like, what's the problem with hot? It's good. And we're like, the polar bears are like, well, yeah, for you it is. But uh, I d that maybe polar bears don't like reggae. Calling Sean Paul reggae is a fucking stretch at this point, too. Come on. Oh, man, Jesus Christ, guys. You guys aren't into, like, Capleton and Sizzla and, like, some real reggae? No? Time. I can tell a couple. All right. <laughs> okay. So there's no way that I could judge this one, so I need you guys to do it for me. Yeah. So go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group and pick your winner. I'll check the results are in, and our winner... This evening is Jerpalapple. That was Pick a Side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey, that's our show for this week. Thanks to Sean Rosa for being our special guest. I want to thank Matt Fidel for coming into the studio and recording with us and for all the great artwork that he's done for the show. Hey, if you want to find me at a comedy show, you can find me at Maggie's Lounge on Monday nights at 8 p.m. hosting a stand-up comedy show. At the Poor House in the Basement on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. hosting a stand-up comedy show. And on Friday nights, you can find me hosting this debate show live at Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. every Friday night. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week as we talk about Disney animated films. <laughs>